Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. We are here live. We're going to open the phone lines right now, and today is going to be fast and furious. We're only doing an hour today live, so jump in and join us right now. Uh, The pattern has been we have no calls at the beginning of the show. They start to come in around halfway into the show, and then I look up with 15 minutes later, and my board is slammed, and I can't get to all the calls. So I can talk for an hour, or you can call in right now, and I promise you'll get through. So join us, 855-950-3835. If you're listening on our live stream at Let's Truck, if you're listening on the live stream at tncradio.live. Pick up the phone and join me. I'd love to hear from some of our new listeners on TNC that uh, are just hearing us for the first time this week. I'd love to hear some feedback from you, so pick up the phone and join me. We can talk about trucks, money, fuel mileage, maintenance, tires, taxes, technology, health and fitness on the road, getting started as an owner-operator, finding freight, working with brokers, getting your authority, you name it. We'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone. Calls are starting to come in already. I'd love that. Uh, I do have a little bit I want to talk about, and then we're going to get right to the calls, so keep them coming. Uh, One of the things I want to point out today, I'm not going to do long opens on this show, but every now and then I think there's something important enough to take a couple minutes. I'm starting to see a lot of comments on social media about rates. We haven't heard many complaints about rates for the last couple of years, but they are back. And I only think it's going to get worse. We're actually down about 30 cents a mile since January, maybe even a little more this week. Uh, I follow and talk with Noel Perry. He's an analyst in the industry that covers all of this stuff. He's been doing it for, oh boy, a hundred years, I think. He's really, really good at it. He's been predicting this for quite some time, and all of the charts are showing it now. Rates are on their way down, and it doesn't look like they're going to stop anytime soon. Now, what's confusing people is the fact that fuel is at historical highs. And people are saying, fuel so high, stop booking cheap freight. First off, we have to understand that those two things correlate a little bit, rates and fuel. When fuel goes up, rate it will bring rates up a little bit with it. Fuel surcharge goes up, but even freight without a fuel surcharge we'll see better rates because of fuel cost. So people are confused now. How can fuel be going up so high and rates be going down? What you'll have to understand is that if fuel starts to drop, rates are going to drop even faster then. So it is the high fuel price that's actually shoring up rates a little bit right now. But the two are not, 100% correlated, not even close, because prices in a free market, we're still somewhat free, prices in a free market depend on supply and demand of each different thing. Fuel is through the roof because we have a huge worldwide demand for diesel and our supplies are low. And that's because the U.S. stopped pumping. That's political. I'm not going to get into it, but that's what's going on. And it looks like that's going to last for quite some time because this administration has made it pretty clear, even with a lot of pressure from both sides, doesn't look like they're going to open up any kind of pumping. So fuel's going to stay high. And yes, rates can come down with high fuel prices, and they could come down a lot. This could be a bloodbath in the trucking industry. We have a whole new generation of owner-operators that have never dealt with the real down economy. In fact, I, the, our, our entire economy, if you're 30 years old right now, you have never dealt with a bad job market or a bad economy because you were 18 the last time we had a bad economy. They don't even know what it's like. 
So we are in for a shock to the system, I believe, and it's already started. So when I see these complaints, oh, don't take the cheap freight. Yeah, well, you better figure out what cheap freight really is, and you better start understanding rates and lanes, and you can bitch all you want, and you can say we're not going to pull it, but somebody will, and the rates are going to be what the rates are going to be. And they're on their way down, and fuel is on its way up, and this is going to be a very, very challenging environment to own a truck. The good news is we're here to help. Honestly, we can teach you accounting. We can teach you about fuel economy. We can help you understand this. And here's the thing. Somebody's going to move the freight, and somebody's going to make money doing it. I want to make sure the people listening to me have the best opportunity to do that. So I'm going to get to the calls because they're starting to come in. I ask for calls. They're coming. I'm going to get to you. I love that. But this is a topic we need to pay attention to. And uh, I will be doing a new show here soon um, where I talk about this kind of stuff in depth, where I talk about the economy and even how politics are affecting it. But it will be a separate show. If you don't want to hear it, you won't have to. But we're going to be doing it soon because this is uh, maybe one of the important topics we worry about. Um, all right, I'm going to get to the calls. Let's start off in Arizona today. Mike, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. I hope you're having a wonderful morning there, Kevin. I am. It's a beautiful morning here, and uh, I've got a great day planned. I'm actually going to head out and park in the woods for the weekend at a really nice campground on a lake and uh, have my family out there and, and, and actually have a life. Uh, what's what's with that? I know. Crazy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, I was calling because I, I, I talked to Angie yesterday because I had an issue with my uh, reception trying to hear you and then there was a background voice in the same, at the same time while I was hearing you in the background. But anyway, I was calling you today about the uh, services I had done at Dr. Wilson's office, you know, over the last couple of months. Cause I had a phone consultation and then I had a in, in-person consultation with Dr. Latanzi yesterday. And it was oh, very informative. Mike, you put the yeah. post on Healthy Track. Oh, I'm glad you called because uh, I'd love to talk about that. Sounds like you had great results with them. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I wish there were different results. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, well, here's the thing. Your cardio results were actually good, right? Well, they, they were. she said, yeah, they were good. She checked my blood pressure while I was there. She, she said it was 114 over 74, something like that. So I wasn't worried that's about ideal. that. ideal. The only thing, that the, there were some uh, issues. My iron was really high, so they drew off. You know, blood while I was there, so I could you know Good. bring my Good. iron levels down. It wasn't; it was, it was like just above the high mark. So it wasn't like I was well, really, really high, but I was high. You know what I so, like about that though is that they did draw the blood because that's the fastest and about the only way to bring it down. I mean, we don't know of many other ways to bring it down. So a lot of times, your doctor won't draw the blood. They'll tell you to go donate blood, which is fine, but. You know, being a right. truck driver, especially go, sometimes, yeah. yeah. So I'm and glad then, they then did that. Go in the find office. someplace else and get taken care of. Yeah. Right. And um, the I, I was really surprised that my digestive issues were as bad as they were because, like I said, I've been been listening to you since the beginning when you were talking, started talking the Healthy Tribe and all that. When your wife and I forget the other lady's name talked you Kim. into it. Yeah, Kim. That's right. Yep. But uh, I was. I, I said, okay, I'm going to check this out. And I saw results right away, and so I was really good to go on it. But then I guess I really haven't been eating as well as I thought I had been. So oh. you know that in the last six months, our number one topic is yogurt. And the whole reason we're talking about yogurt is that's going to be the best way to fix our gut. Uh, and so right. we all know that this is an issue we still don't completely understand. Uh, we're still learning, so I'm not surprised yeah. that a lot of people may show up with basically, and I looked at your results, you have dysbiosis. That means you've got, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a less than ideal mix of gut bacteria. Um, yes, so one of the things yeah. I would I ask mean, you is, 
how many fermented foods do you eat every day? I really don't eat any fermented foods for that matter. There's, there's, I have... there's your reason right there. Right. Well, I've, like as I told her, I've been just doing the, basically the carnivore diet. So, Which is fine well, for your – well, it's good for your metabolism. So your blood sugar's under control. You don't have all the inflammatory foods in your diet, so your joints feel good. You have energy. Your brain's thinking nice and clear. You get all yeah. of those benefits from the carnivore diet. But we've also now said, and, and my the diet I'm working on now, I'm actually calling fermented carnivore because we don't right. think eating carnivore alone is good for our gut bacteria, and that's always been our concern. Is this? We right. know it's great for our metabolism. It's great for health in a lot of ways, but we can't forget the gut because the gut is so important. That's why oh, yeah. the the number one topic on Healthy Tribe right now is yogurt. Right. Well, see, I, w- I would do the yogurt, but I don't have a refrigerator in my truck, and I'm pretty much on the road, you know, 365. So is that it part your of truck? Is, well, even if it isn't your no. truck, go, no, go I'm, get. I'm, I'm a company driver. I, yeah. Go go get yourself one of these new electric battery powered coolers. Some of them even work as freezers. I have one that freeze is amazing and it runs off batteries yeah. i can plug it into a cigarette lighter they're much more durable than those we used to try to buy these and they'd last about six months on the road these are right. holding up really well and then you'd okay. be able to have yogurt and now look you can still go to the store and buy fermented vegetables they're they're much mm-hmm. easier to yep. find now and you can keep them in your truck without refrigerating they don't yeah. need – they'll yeah, be refrigerated have, in the store, but you don't have to yeah. refrigerate those, especially if you're going to buy small containers, and you'll go through them in a couple of days. So they will probably right. start to re-ferment, which is all right. But you uh, – you and, and since you're struggling to get enough fermented food and you're not really eating any right now, we've got to fix that, and you need to right. be taking two probiotics. Right. Well, she has me on probiotics. Good. So, good. I'm not, but that you drink but, um, kombucha a little bit here. It's not enough. It's not enough. Right. You need fermented yeah, I, foods daily. Right. Because I have, you know, a couple of jars of sauerkraut that I bought that is just the uh, the cabbage and salt and water. That's Perfect. All that's that's it. it. That's all we need. So, so and there's a here's little pop. Here's tea? a here is a great way to eat on the road. This is how I'm eating on the road right now. Now, look, I, I have an advantage over most drivers. I have a pantry. I have a kitchen. Even though I'm on the road, I, I have all that stuff. I'm in a big RV. But I am eating mm-hmm. on this trip just like I would be eating in a truck with limited cooking abilities. So for the right. most part, I'm using two devices to cook right now, and that's it. I'm using a microwave, mm-hmm. which people have in trucks all the time. And I'm using an right. Instant Pot, and that's it. And I could get by without right. the Instant Pot, and here's how I'm eating. I brought all of my own canned meat with me and some canned chili and a couple other recipes that I like. Most days, all I do for my meal, I open up a can of the meat. I throw it in the microwave for one minute. It's nice and hot. I open up a jar of fermented whatever, kimchi, cabbage, asparagus whatever i dump the cold fermented food right on top of the hot cooked meat it is i just love that combination and that's a meal and i'm done and it took me one minute and i have virtually no cleanup right yeah i mean i was i was very pleased with talking to her and we didn't talk about fermented food but like i said i got some but maybe we'll have to break down and Get me a refrigerator or something like that. Here, I just, here's what I can tell you. Whatever it takes, the more fermented foods you eat every day, the quicker your gut is going to come around. Right. Okay. All and right. I don't well, think well, you can do it with probiotics alone. 
I would, well, no, I don't wish we could. We all we would always rather get our our nutrients from food anyway. So the supplements are nothing but that. They're just supplements to a good diet. And if we get our diet right. good enough, then we don't even need the supplements, and that's our real goal. Yeah, and and while I was there, I was talking very highly of you. And she says, "No, I haven't had a chance to meet him, but I've heard high, highly of Kevin Rutherford." Well, thank you. Actually, thank you. I had uh, a shipment done that was sent to me there at her, their office, and I showed her the cardio miracle. And she goes, oh, that's pretty good stuff. Good, good. Yeah, I've run that by uh, two cardiologists already to, to make sure. Mm-hmm. I ran that by two cardiologists before I even started testing, and they all said the same thing. This is a really, really good blend for cardiovascular health, and we get it all in one shot. It's just a scoop. You put it in some water. I can even take a supplement yeah. like that. And I do. I drink right. well, two she, glasses a day. Right. Well, and see, she was quite surprised that I showed her that. And then also, because like I said in the beginning, I was a diabetic, and so you helped me with that. But then Excellent. after having COVID last year, I, you know, came back down with uh, being diabetic again because my level was 7.5. And okay. I had it checked again in January, and it was. 7.6. I don't know how it went up. So I wasn't, you know, eating anything to cause it to go up like that. But Stress what, can do it. And I had, yeah, well, see, and then, then the blood work I had done with her and all that, she said it was 6. And all, she says, when was the last one you had done? It says back in January. And this one was done in February. The blood oh. work was done in well, the 21st of February and it was done at 6. Let me explain so to people like, how how that's bigger than what it sounds like. And here's why. A1C is a 90-day average. So right. Well, I, I realize so, that. But. Yeah. Well, no, I'm, I'm helping everybody else that may not understand that. It's a 90-day right. average. So when you took a reading in January at 7.6, and then you take another reading, and it's only 30, around 30 days later in February, the fact that it dropped a 6, really means that if you continue doing what you're doing and you wait that full 90 days, it's going to be down into the fives, which is exactly where we want it. So the carnivore is working. Your metabolism's healthy. Mm -hmm. Keep doing what you're doing there, but we need to add. You are the perfect example of my new diet. You need to be a fermented carnivore. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to break down and buy some more of that sauerkraut from that place I got it from. (laughs) There you go. And if you have to, you know, buy, you know, fermented vegetables and kombucha every couple of days because you can't refrigerate them, then do it. Right. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, thank you, Kevin. I mean, you've been a blessing to me in my life. I know you've been a blessing for others in their lives, too. You're welcome. I'm I'm glad you had a great uh, experience with Dr. Wolfson. Um, Jack and I are kind of becoming friends. Jack is a great guy. I need to... uh, one, I need to get him back on the show a lot more. Once we get things settled down, I'm going to talk to him about a regular appearance on the show. And two, I haven't met him yet. I haven't met anybody in their organization yet. So on this trip, my goal on the way back west is to figure out, you know, is he in Colorado? Is he in Arizona? And wherever he is, I really want to try to make it over there and meet him. Let's, uh, let's grab another call. Let's go to Georgia. Oh, hold on. Press the right buttons. Let's go to Georgia. James, welcome to the program. How you doing? Good. What's on your mind today? Well, a few months ago, if you remember, at the, on a power opening, Bruce mentioned a Detroit with a 308 gear. Uh, like so, a Detroit? Are we talking about a DD series or a 60 series? Yeah, no, uh, 60 series. See uh, that, please. Okay, so 60 series pre-emission with 308 gears. Okay, go ahead. Right, with a .73 transmission, final gear. It's all brand new. But anyway, he kept telling you, you know, I loved it. (laughs) Well, I do. I mean, it will do 80 at a decent RPM. I didn't do that very much. I just wanted to see what it do out in South Dakota. But I've got some numbers for you. uh, The last time I filled up was 7.35 with 79,000 pounds. Okay, and that's before, pretty impressive. Yeah, especially when it was doing like 5.7. Yeah. And 
Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's fell huge. Out of me four. This is your gauge, or uh, profit gauges, um, uh, fuel gauges, I'm sorry, was 8.39. And mostly I do light lows, and I've okay. got to a scan gauge. It took me months to fill, fill it with it. You know, it's you can adjust the fuel uh, MPGs uh, by percentages. So, yeah. Yeah, you can. And here's something else. Since we brought up the scan gauge, and uh, you know, I'll throw it in there. A lot of people, if you don't dig into there and read the manual a little bit and play around with it, there are settings on there where you can set up the scan gauge to show you your profit per mile after fuel. You can watch it right on your gauge. Right. Right. Well, I, what I did, I kept fooling with it so it shows accurate uh, MPGs. I mean, Good. it took me six months, maybe longer. I'll bet. I've had this thing for a while. Even the buttons won't even work anymore, but it, I had to unplug it, plug it back in to reset sometimes. <laughs> well, that's good. You're I mean, wearing yours it, out. You're using it so much. I have wore it out. I can't even hit the power button on it no more. I mean, <laughs> I mean if I fool with it, it will do it. <laughs> but, uh, Got it. Yeah, this thing in night's gear... At uh, fourteen fifty, it does fifty-five to fifty-six miles an hour, and that, I can get nine, nine and a half. But I, most of my loads won't let me do fifty-five. Right. So I can put it in tenths. I got it at sixty-four right now at twelve fifty. Okay. That that that. This thing. Uh, I mean, y'all was saying, you know, Bruce said I didn't say three oh eights in a. In a 60 series, I said, well, I misunderstood you, but that's what I did anyway. You know, based on your be- numbers, it, it's working really well. That's not a bad setup for you at all. No. and uh, That's you a know, great it setup. It has the 370s in it. And right. The RPMs are just way up. Uh, yeah, no, this is this is a great setup. You have the ability when you do go slow when you can that 55 to 60 at 1450 is just about ideal for that engine it it doesn't mind running in that 1400 range but it'll still do pretty good down to about 1250 any lower than that and that engine's going to start to struggle so i think you really kind of pick i can go down to where the crews won't kick in and because I got the Pittsburgh power tune, I got the oh, that's why. That's out. why. Yep that that will yeah. allow you to go down lower in RPM on that engine, and it still runs really well. So, congratulations! It don't, it don't uh, you got a great setup uh, here. I mean, even in the lower gears at seventy nine thousand, which I don't do very many loads over ten or twenty thousand in the box. Uh, when I go to 44,000 in the box, I mean, it takes off just like it does with a light load. I mean, it, the gears is really doing good That's with it. And it surprised me because Bruce said, well, I would have put 355s in it. Well, yeah, but I'm liking these now. Yeah, <laughs> so we I'm used the, to I'm go. The stupid one that tries something different by accident. And got it. And and you're right. Now that you hear those numbers, that it makes a lot of sense. We've gone with 264s with that engine forever, and with a double overdrive, that works well. But you, it sounds like you've only got a 10-speed, right? Right. 10-speed, yeah. 0.73. Yeah, yeah and, and we've always said that you can do the 264s with the 10-speed, but it's a little awkward. Um, yeah. I actually think if we have a 10-speed, not a 13, you may have found the better combination. That 308, if you've got a 10-speed, may be a better way to go. It sounds like it's working really well for you. Now, I will say the other modifications have it, it helped actually, a lot. Having the yes, tune and it and, actually pulls yeah. better out rest. Now, I haven't been out rest in a few weeks because of uh, we've had some deaths in the family. My wife, my mama died, and my wife, daddy died. So I've been staying southeast. But uh, when I was yeah, out it, there, I was actually pulling better than I was with the three seventies. Yeah, it will. It, it will because of that. Yeah, when you get down into ninth, which is direct, and those three oh eights, that thing's going to pull really well. So. Congratulations. I think you've got a great setup there, and uh, I made some notes. I think I'm going to 
look into that a little more, and that may be our preferred option when you have a 10-speed. And remember, we're talking about an older pre-emission engine here. Um, but there's a lot of them, and we love that engine. So let's uh, let's head off to Massachusetts. Todd, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Um, can you hear me okay? A uh, little bit oh, of background bit noise, of background but go ahead. Yeah, it's raining hard on me. On. I'm getting a huge amount of feedback myself. I'm hearing myself talk about two seconds. Oh, any better now? Any better uh, now? Let me see. Let me see. Check, check. Yep, got it. Go ahead. All right, okay, good. So uh, I was calling about a quick business question, but I, I really w- want to weigh in on the uh, this fermenting and the yogurt. First, with the yogurt, um, you know, I can't be sure, but I'm pretty sure the ruteri is keeping me from getting into ketosis. So I stopped it. Uh, almost a month ago now, and I think I, I think it's, you know, I don't know if it's placebo, but I think I'm getting better about the whole ketosis thing. I haven't measured it yet, but I will once I think I am. But I wanted to put it out there to, to the tribe to, you know, keep, you know, post on the tribe what your results are, the good, the bad, the ugly, because, uh, you know, that, it would just help us generally add. Yeah, that's, that's a really good more. point. We're We're trying to be really upfront that, there isn't anybody on the planet that understands this yet. It's not like it's like we haven't done the research. We've done tons of research into gut microbiome, and I read. It's my number one topic to read and research right now. But we are, you know, we had Dr. Davis on who started all this yep. yogurt thing, and he told us it's like we're back in 1980 and you just built your first, you know, nin- or what was the the Atari computer back then. He's like, we are at the very, very beginning of this whole thing. So I'm talking, we have decades ahead of us to learn all of this stuff. But we're learning, and you're right, the more feedback we give each other, the more we're going to learn as a group. Yeah, maybe at some point we can make a little place, our own little spreadsheet, where we can, you know, numerically code different things going on. Um, So this, this fermenting business, the more... I read about vegetables and how they're basically just trying to, or plants, and how they're just trying to kill us. I gotta wonder, you know, does the ferment do enough to to uh, to negate that? Or that's a or that's a good topic. Ahead. Yeah, it's a good topic, and let's talk about that. My guess is you read the book Carnivore Code. Yes, sir. <laughs> Paul Saladino. He'll make you yeah. he'll make you afraid of vegetables sometimes. Yeah, where yeah. They're out to get us. Um, mm. here's, here's my thought on this. I do believe that as hunter gatherers, animal products were always our primary food and our preferred food. If we could eat animals and eggs and that's what we were doing, and we were eating the whole animal from nose to tail, every bit of it. And I believe that's a really healthy way for a human being to live. I also believe that plant food was probably more like emergency food. Like, we didn't kill an animal today, and we're hungry, so we dig up a tuber, and we try to figure out how to eat it. um, But then I also believe that plant food was medicine. So some of those compounds that may not be all that healthy for us if they're in our diet every day, they may be powerful medicines. And I really believe that, and I believe that's why... Every tribe had their shamans and their, you know, their witch doctors mm-hmm. or their medicine yep. men or whatever you want to call them because they had the knowledge and they passed it on. We use this plant when you're feeling like this. So I believe that plants were probably used more for medicine than they were for food. And, and cannabis, I, I, you know, this can be used for food, medicine, and energy, and it's very sustainable. You can sustainably you can grow uh, uh, whatever it is, a 20-foot exact. stock in weeks. Yep. Between yeah. cannabis and hemp, right? It was mm-hmm. it's an amazing yeah. family of plants. I agree completely. Maybe one of the most amazing plants we have, really. Um, totally, I, yeah. You know, most um, even think of like I grow some medicinal herbs, mm-hmm. um, but the it's not easy. It's not like you can just grab something off that plant and eat it or smoke it, you have to go through all kinds of processes to extract, and they're not simple. So, but I believe that, and that's why I'm working on the fermented carnivore. So here's one of the first things I did when I go through the list of vegetables that, you know, Saladino talks about. We have to watch oxalates. We have to watch 
phytates. We have to watch. Uh, there's another whole class in there. I'm drawing a blank on the, the name. Brassicas? The brassica class? The, the, yeah, some of the brassicas can be a problem. Cabbage, I think, is probably one of the less oh, likely to cause lectins? problems. Lignans? Yeah. Oh, lectins, that's it. Yeah, yeah we've got to watch yeah. lectins. So mm-hmm. uh, beans are high in lectins. They can be a problem. And if we know how to soak and sprout and ferment, we actually can get rid of a lot of that. And that's why... Our ancestors, without understanding any of the science, started soaking and sprouting in fermented foods that had some of those problems. They figured it out without understanding the science. Then if we look at foods like leeks and garlic and asparagus and Jerusalem artichoke, they are loaded with prebiotic fibers that feed our gut bacteria. Mm -hmm. So... My diet that I'm working on is finding all of those low-problem vegetables and vegetables with high prebiotic fiber, fermenting them to make them even better for us to get rid of some of the problems and add all the good probiotics. And I believe if we add the fermented to the carnivore, we might be getting really close to the perfect human diet. And what if we just ferment the meat? What's the uh, deal with that? There's a there's another great idea that I just haven't had time to explore yet. There are lots of okay. cultures that traditionally fermented meat and fish. And mm. we that really starts to get exciting because now you're getting super nutrient-dense animal products and probiotics in the same food. That's kind yeah. of exciting. Yeah. But yeah, I will tell cool. you that fermented meat and fish really freak people out. So we got to oh, kind of yeah. get over that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to mention uh, one more thing about yoga and a, a quick business question. Sarah posted something on Healthy Tribe last night. And for those people who aren't there or weren't there last night, I can't think of what it was called, but it, it's a cream. It starts with a K and it's, uh, I think it's half and half, but it's the, and whole, some whole foods sell it, but I would go look at it for those who are starting off because it's a full fat product that you you know you'd yeah. want to make your yogurt out of. You know, I'm going to go look at the picture real quick because I did look at it last night, and I don't think it is half and half. I think it's true oh. full heavy cream. Oh yeah, it didn't say it didn't say heavy, but it said cream. That was the okay. I, that was the, yeah. It, yeah. So we can have cream, then we can have heavy cream, which is even more, and then you can have whipping, which, uh, let me look at it. Oh, no, she's actually using organic whipping cream. Nothing wrong with that at all. Oh, okay. Um, but what you can expect is your yogurt is going to come out almost the consist- consistency of, like, cheesecake. Oh, okay. Not it's going to be really thick, <laughs> and some people really like that. And that's that's what you're going to get if you start with whipping cream, and that's what she was using. Yeah, if I go back to yogurt, uh, uh, I'll probably try that. But I, and, and I'm the person who's been posting that I drink mine because I don't. Why should I filter oh, it? And you know, got you it. think that's a problem? Yep. <laughs> yeah, because why should I no. filter? I mean, I, well, I only I don't have a dog to give the way to or anybody else to give all the starter to, so I just drink it. And yeah, it's clumpy, but I drink it. Yeah, I I started dumping all my way in my garden because it certainly can't hurt. Um, there you go, yeah. Yeah, the, here's the only thing I will say about separating out the whey. If mm-hmm. somebody is working on their blood sugar still and weight, you're better off to get the whey out of there. The whey has uh, the most carbohydrates in it. So okay. if, you're, if you're healthy meta- metabolically, then it's not a concern because we're not talking about a ton of carbs. But when right. we're working with somebody with blood sugar and weight, any place we can get carbs out that we can, and this is one of them, Get the whey out of there, and your your yogurt becomes even lower carb. Yep. Yep. So, um, real quick. So, if I wanted to trademark, as opposed to copyright, a phrase like you know, um, King of Beers or Amazon dot com or something, how? What's the difference? How do I trademark it, and then how can I use it as a web domain, and how do I be sure that? can't be used without my permission or knowledge like you know let's truck.com okay. Let, 
Yeah, let's talk about that because I have a different take on this than most people. Even on patents, Mm -hmm. I have a different take on patents than most people. Um, Honestly, with any of these things, you can spend a lot of money to set them up properly, and then nothing would stop anybody from ripping it off anyway. Oh, God. And then what you have to do is you have to go sue them. Yeah. Nobody, okay. you can't call somebody up and say, hey, they stole my trademark or my phrase. Or You can't do that. The only resolve you have is you have to take them to court. And honestly, okay. I don't trust the courts because it goes in front of a judge. Yep. The judge might not yep. know anything about business or trademarks. or He's just a judge. So now he yep. has to make a decision on things he really doesn't understand. So my point on all of this is, if you look at, I mean, we have a lot of stuff out there in the market, don't we? Mm-hmm. We have courses, we have audio, we have, I mean, we have multiple websites. We, we don't trademark, we don't copyright, we don't patent, we do, none of it. My whole, my whole philosophy is, I hope it's so damn popular they try to copy it. I remember you said you went to go buy a book and it was your book copied. Someone had stolen yeah. it and rewritten one of your, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, okay. I, at that point, I thought, cool. I, I put something <laughs> out into the market good enough that somebody broke the law to copy it. Could could someone open up a business tomorrow, let's truck.com, and somehow use that domain? Well, no, because the internet, you can only have one let's truck.com. Nobody ever okay. can use that. It can only go to one address. It can only go to one website. One, and, okay. and I will tell you this. We own, we own, Aaron is excellent at this. We own multiple domains that nobody can ever use because we oh, own Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Unless they want to buy it from you. Correct. So, right. If so, I, for what I have, I, I obviously I'm not going to say it now on the air, but uh, I would be better off tr- um, making a web domain. Now, who I know you're into this lately. Who would I? What platform would I use that wouldn't want to censor me down the road if they don't like what I'm saying? Like what? what okay. None. I mean, I know. That, yeah. And here's okay. the thing: in the beginning, you are probably not going to have um, the ability to do what we're we're going to do this time. We are building every piece of our infrastructure from scratch. We are writing all of our own code. The only thing we will rent from anybody is just a server. And nobody deletes or censors just because you're on a server. And the way we know that is the porn industry wouldn't exist. (laughs) Good point. Right? Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, but all they do is rent space on a server. People who rent servers could care less what the content is. It has nothing to do with them. Nobody knows who they are. So Mm -hmm. we will have multiple servers around the world loaded with all of our stuff, and if something happens to one, we flip a switch, we have another. But that's expensive. Not exaggerating, we will probably spend a quarter of a million dollars on this project. Just on the servers, yeah. Well, just... Just writing all of the code, oh, the code and software yeah. so we don't – and renting servers not all that expensive. Even renting five or six of them around the world is not mm-hmm. a really big deal. It's writing all yeah. the code. So we'll, we'll okay. have at least – just to get it off the ground and running, we'll probably have that much. And honestly, a lot of that money has been spent over the last 10 years. We've been working yeah. on this in the background for a long time. Uh, we just didn't put a big priority on it until now, and we need it now. So – um, all of ours should be done in about six months. We should have okay, a good so app I, out in about 30 days. We should have everything out in about six months. And if I wanted to, like, get ABC123 or deafanddiesel.com, or what, what, how would I do that? Is there, you know, okay, so there's, there's multiple websites you can buy your domain name through. We've used GoDaddy forever. GoDaddy's one of the bigger. So you just go to yeah. godaddy.com. And when you yep. land there, there's a place where you say, okay, I want to get dieseldoctor.com. And you type okay. it in and it'll say, nope, that, that's already taken. You okay. can try dieseldoctor. 
Live, DieselDoctor.biz, DieselDoctor. They, they've got 30 extensions now you can use, but everybody still wants .com because yeah, that's right. all anybody thinks about. But here's what yeah. I will tell you. Mm-hmm. It is almost impossible anymore to get a good .com address. They're all gone. Right. Yeah. Unless no, you've got I, I, some yeah. really weird word in your name, you're probably not going to get the domain names you want at first. You're just going to have to get really creative, or you're going to have to live with a different extension instead of .com. Yeah. I, I happen to think I can get it. Uh, it is very creative. Uh, I, I am a writer. I write cool. music, so I'm always playing with words. And I, but I, uh, I, I think I remember researching that GoDaddy is owned by Amazon. That made me uncomfortable. Uh, then but, find uh, another one. I mean, I, I, didn't okay. even, yeah. I didn't even realize that. It's hard to keep track of who owns who anymore. Exactly. They just yeah. used GoDaddy for decades now. So okay. um, all and of ours are, are hosted there. But you can find somebody else. There's tons okay. of them. And you'll know within okay. 30 seconds if you can get your address or not. And if I buy it on GoDaddy, someone who goes to uh, the other website to to buy their domain, doesn't matter. If I already it, own yeah. it, I own it. Doesn't yeah, okay. You own it. Once you All own right. a domain, it's yours, and nobody can take it away. As far as I know, okay. I mean, <laughs> yeah. who knows what these companies right. can do today. But I've yeah. never heard of that. Okay. Hey, one other quick thing. Your hormone receptor cleaner product, I think it's called, it's in yeah. your store. And I started taking that about the time I, I gave a couple of weeks quitting the yogurt. And I don't, I won't get on the scale. It causes me too much stress. But I think the weight is coming off. My torso is starting right. to change. And uh, right. I just, just wanted to let you know, like I'd like people to update their experience with the yogurt. I just thought I'd throw that in there for anyone who's done everything possible like me and they're still not losing weight. That hormone receptor cleaner product seems to be working for me, and I'll, and I'll let you know. And yeah, and and what that tells us is that stress was what was causing your weight stall, and that's that's what we believe for most people it is stress. Uh, let's uh, let's keep rolling through the phone calls here. We're going to go to Kansas this time. Freddie, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin, nice to hear you again. How you doing, sir? Good. What's on your mind today? Well, you um, your opening, I caught a little bit of it at the end there, and um, I tried to work with a few guys over the over the last couple of years, trying to help them navigate this uh, trucking industry and get their numbers. And you know, people procrastinate, but this is this is going to be a real dicey time. I I that's what I've been worried about is rates dropping, and this fuel price going high, as it has. So that's really been my all my focus as of late, um, and glad, glad to hear I'm not alone um, with that. Yeah, it it they're dropping actually pretty fast, and I, I think yeah. what's happening is there's so many other things going on in the world. Ukraine, COVID rears its ugly head once in a while. In fact, um, it's kind of strange. I, I, we're, we're starting to see a bunch of new COVID outbreaks around the world. South Korea is struggling with an Omicron outbreak that seems to be killing people. Um, China's locked down uh, like 35 million people again because they've had some big outbreak. So I have a feeling we're not through COVID yet, unfortunately. Right. Right. Well, you know, I I try to tell people there is, I mean, you probably have a better handle on this. There is a price of fuel that will just kind of slow down slow down the economy just because it's so high. I, I guess it's somewhere around the $5 mark. Am I incorrect with that? If I had to guess, and I don't know that any of us really know this, but it right. seems to me like it's more around the $4 mark. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because like I, I said we, if we could be stay a... from If we could stay between like 375 and maybe even as high as 425, it'll slow down the economy a little bit, but it keeps the rate strong enough for us that that's actually not a bad spot to be in trucking. But if it stays over four for too long and we start talking about five, I think that's going to be what takes down our economy. Right, right, because people are just going to stop producing because it's just too expensive. Right. 
Yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to get that word out to people, and they they look at me like I'm crazy, and I'm like, uh, I I don't know what to say to you. So, yeah, and here's um, the thing. I, I don't see anything that's going to happen in the next three months that's going to bring fuel down. Right, right. Oh, no, I, I think fuel is going to stay here. And, it. I mean, well, look what happened. I mean, it went up just about a dollar. It's, it's come back down now, uh, but it's it was getting a little scary there. You know, every, every other well, day it was 40 cents, 50 cents a jump. Well, you know what seems weird? It's happening so fast and it's so volatile, it's hard to keep track of this, but it seems to me like when it goes up overnight, we immediately see it at the pump. But the last well, week, every time Matt sends me a text every day, it's going down 22 cents, going down 14 cents. And yet right. I look at the pump price and they're still high. I know, I know. Well, you know what it is? A lot of times it's, it's the future, it's the speculators on the market that do that. And, um, and, and, these, and a lot of these places, they, they, buy, they buy blocks of oil. Because I used to be in the heating oil business. So you buy sort of futures. You, know? you buy what you right. think the oil is right. going to be, and you, and you speculate, and you, and you lock some people in some, some rates. So uh, sometimes that happens. They, they see the price go up. They buy a block of oil. Now, they, now they're stuck with that fuel price, and they have to kind of try to recoup their 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 outlay, I guess. I, I mean, that's so, the only no, thing I you can are, think of. You are correct, and there are a couple good examples of this in business. In the airline industry, Southwest is one of the most successful, profitable airlines ever for a lot of reasons, but they also got really, really good at fuel speculation. They would yep. buy futures, not as right. an investment, they would buy them to manage their own fuel costs. Now they got good at it, but it's risky. And when, oh, it's when very the, risky. and I remember the last time fuel got expensive, there were trucking companies that I don't know if they ever went through with it, but I remember several of them saying they were looking at it. They were going to start, and maybe it's happening now. I'm just not sure. But if you can get somebody good enough to manage a program like that where you buy futures, there can be huge advantages, but also tons and tons of risk. And and when you're looking at a market that is this volatile, up a dollar in two days, down a dollar fifty in three days, there's nobody out there that could speculate properly on this. It's just too volatile right now. Right. And and I I always look at uh, – I don't really look at short term. There's nothing you can do, you know, and a lot of times I'm working on the spot market. So a lot of times these brokers have already bid this freight, and there's really no room to work with. So this is where guys are going to get jammed up. Like you said, there's a lot of people out there that are used to 250 and $3 a mile freight, and they have to be able to, to focus on a dollar fifty a mile freight because I <laughs> – I mean, I remember and, when 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 deregulation start stopped, everyone went to a dollar a mile, ninety eight cents a mile. I remember right. working for. Right, exactly. I mean, and here's the other thing: know. at the same time, those rates are crashing, and they're going to keep crashing. There doesn't seem to be anything that's going to bring fuel price down. So they were used to three dollar a mile freight and two dollar a gallon fuel. Right. Right. Yeah, and this is this is the That's, scariest time. This is the scariest time in this industry because I I tried to hedge my bets and tried to do some things with some other things. But anyway, um, I just want I want to you know just emphasize that warning you gave this morning in your open about you know the, these guys out there who bought trucks high and are running you know and run, I mean last night I was in Nebraska. And it was forty degree, forty six degrees out, and the guy next to me had his truck on high idle. I had the truck off. I mean, it was a beautiful night. So, Absolutely, uh, yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. You know, I mean, I I don't get it. But uh, you know, just you know, everyone has to really. If you haven't gotten gotten around to it, you have to get your numbers in order because, you know, like you said, it's going to be a bloodbath, and sometimes this is avoidable if you could just make some Correct. necessary changes now. Um, and, yeah, it and, may and, it may not be because you're you're so high on your expenses, but you, you really need to find that out. Hey, Fred. Yes, sir. You know, I started saying this in 2017. Obviously, my timing oh, was wrong, but my point even in 2017 was 
even if I'm wrong, this strategy is still good. Why wouldn't you do it? Why wouldn't you start paying down debt, saving cash? And the people who started doing that three years ago, they may be looking at their biggest opportunity ever right now. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. And that's why I, I try to hammer that home with anyone who would listen, you know, um, Good. unfortunately, you know, yeah. you, you can only you can only tell people as what you can tell them. Yeah. You know, and my advantage is I'm here on the radio hammering it every day and people hear it over and over and over. And sometimes that's what it takes. And I, I just think that's why our show has been so effective at helping people is just because of the consistency of it. Right. Right. I mean, my fuel price is up to about 54 cents a mile right now. You know, I mean, um, it, I, mean hey, I run, I run an hey, old, con- I run an old hey, classic hey, truck. Fred, Fred, yeah, my Fred. fuel cost per mile exceeded a dollar on this trip now. <laughs> well, I'm you know, you're, you. You, you, you're, you're, you're part Rockefeller, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had an oil field or two sitting around somewhere I could tap into. Yeah, I am. Um, every time I start up this coach, it goes through my mind. A dollar yeah. a mile is what I'm right. what it's costing me now. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. We're and, real and quick on just, the yogurt. Just so people okay. understand, by the time I get home from this trip, I'll probably have logged about six thousand miles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's an I expensive I, trip. I, it seems like I, I might have been able to rent a limo for the whole time cheaper. <laughs> or flights and Uber, right? The, yeah, something. But yeah. I do love being in the coach. I'd never be able to do the show like this. I would have never been able to get us up and running so quick if I wasn't in you know, the coach where I can control yeah. so much. So I love it, but I, I, I'm shocked that I am now paying a dollar a mile to drive around the country. Wow, yeah, that's that's expensive. That's expensive. Um, yeah, uh, the only the struggle I've been having as of late with the show is because I listen through the phone. It's tough when I'm trying to conduct business or what have you, getting phone calls right. in between. But it's it's working. Right. It's working okay. Well, um, real well, quick with the yogurt. I, when I was making it prior with goat's milk, I I didn't realize it had to be down at a hundred and five hundred degrees, so I may not have gotten the benefits. I felt it felt like I was getting some benefits, but maybe not all of them. You would. So I, you would. I I just I just did a batch, suve and um and I have it I have it straining now. What to make the to make another batch? Do I use the yogurt or the or the whey or both or I, what should no, I use? I I like to use the whey. The whey is perfect, okay. and it's almost like a waste product anyway. Either I'm either going to use it to make a new batch, I'm going to give it to somebody else, or I'm going to dump it in my garden. Uh, some people right, put right. it on their dog their dog's food. That's a great thing to do too. But yeah, always okay. just use the whey to start your next batch. That's all you need. Okay, I just I I wasn't really quite sure, and sometimes yeah, uh, I don't have time to to you really know, dig when, into some of the articles you've posted. When you strain it, you're going to get a little bit of both. I mean, it, you know, pure whey oh, yeah. would be almost like lightly yellow and clear, and you'll find that when you strain it, you come up with a, a kind of a thin white product, which means you've got both whey and yogurt in there. Right, right, right. I got you. I got you. All right, excellent. Well, listen, I, I appreciate everything you do. I'm, I'm happy to talk to you again, and, um, you know, everyone be safe out there, and, uh Maybe uh, I don't know if you're going to be down in Dallas. I'm going to try to see if I can make it up there this year and see you. Probably uh, if you're up around there. All yeah, right, I sounds don't, good. I don't Maybe. see why not. Yeah, it's the plan. Hey, got to cut you loose. I want to get to. Uh, just looked. We're running out of time. I want to talk to uh, Mark in Arizona. Welcome. Hey, thanks for taking the call. Good to hear you. Um, I've got um, a consultation tomorrow with my medical doctor and going over some uh, cholesterol readings that he says are high. Uh, been on the, you know, been eating well, you know, the best that I can on the road uh, with your diet that you know that you know I've been doing um, mostly carnivore, and it's always been high uh, since I've been on the diet. I got off the statin drugs, but. It's still coming up high on their medical stuff. Hey, is there? Go ahead. Do you have? Do you happen to have your numbers? Uh, I got the old numbers, but I'll get the new numbers tomorrow. They didn't release well, them let, on my portal yet. 
Let, so let's go I'll with give you all of them. Well, when when did you do the old numbers, and how were you eating then? I was eating well, uh, same as I am now, um, the best I can, you know. Uh, I don't cheat, no grains, no and, corns, and, all that stuff. And, okay. They were still and high. How long, they were, how long ago was this? That was a year. Okay, so here's, if you have those old numbers, or if you can get them pretty quickly, um, I'm going to guess that your numbers haven't changed much. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. Right. So if we go over the numbers, I'll tell you what they're like, and you're, it's probably going to be a very different answer than what your doctor gives you. Uh, oh, I know it is. I'm gonna, that's what I'm going to give him the answer tomorrow. Is, well, I mean, you, like I said, tomorrow. If, okay, if go ahead. you give me the numbers, I'll give you really good info you can go over with your doctor. Okay. I'll um, I'll have to dig those up. Okay. Uh yeah, and I'll have to get the numbers from him tomorrow. They won't. They, I don't know why they so, won't give them to me yet. Yeah, it's a pre, I know. So pre look at I, it. I can yeah. I can tell you that if I I don't have a doctor, I don't want a doctor. I don't go right. to the doctor. Um, right. If I break my hand like I did, I'll go to the emergency yeah. room. They yep. did an amazing job. Right. Um, right. But I can promise you, the doctor would freak out. My total cholesterol is two forty five. Okay. And I that's where I want it. Because yeah. I also know that my HDL is very high, which is awesome. My triglycerides are low most of the time, which is awesome. And my LDL, even though I've never done the particle test, um, I'm pretty sure if I did the particle test on my LDL that I would be right where I want to be. And there's no way I would ever let a doctor put me on a statin, and, and they would freak exactly. out. 245, exactly. you have to be exactly. on a statin. Oh, hell no, I don't. <laughs> I asked him to do a particle test, and he looked at me with a horrified look on my face like, how do you know about that test? But he said he would, so I'm going to see if he's going to get that Good. number back to me. Because I heard that from you and Dr. Wolfson, that the, the cholesterol stuff is really – you know, gray areas, but the particle test will tell the truth. Yeah. Yeah, and even yeah. cholesterol isn't that much of a gray area. We know we want high HDL. We know we want okay. low triglycerides. And LDL, the number itself, doesn't matter. We need to see the particle size. So it's yeah. really not all that gray. Uh, we we okay. And there are plenty of doctors, Dr. Wilson is one of them, that says – if you're eating the way we think you should eat, like a paleo-based diet, good, decent quality meat and oils, that whatever your cholesterol is is probably what it's supposed to be. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So, then that's the only reason I do have that doctor is for catastrophic injuries. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah that's exactly. Medical. Well, and and, and I part, I realize is part of the program. Yeah, and drivers have to do their physical. I I get that. Uh, you know, when I was when I had a CDL, I did have to go do my physical. But most of my adult life, I've never had a doctor, and I don't want one. Exactly. Okay, um, I'll be in touch when I get all the numbers back, um, and uh, really enjoy the the new format here. It's working out well for me. Good, good. I like that. Yeah, I I yeah, think yeah. that everybody. I know the technology is a little weird right now, and it's not as easy as yeah. just hitting the button on your radio and the dash when you're going down the road. But I also have to believe that people are love, and they, they're telling us they do. That no breaks. Yeah. I I yeah. love the no breaks. I mean, this is so yeah. much better for me. And the fact that every show we do now is recorded, and you can listen to it forever. That's right. That's right. Exactly. And uh, I'm still looking for that four dollar now gallon fuel. Yes, ma'am. Because we're not seeing any of that out here on the west side. I just filled in California at six twenty-five, and Arizona nothing. There's nothing under five dollars in Arizona, at least the Phoenix area yet. So, wow. Uh, I still wow. yeah, uh, yeah. We our fuel card. I'm, I've been leased to the same carrier, you know, for since '94. I've hey, been really hey, hey, really real lucky. quick. I, I I just looked yeah. at the clock. I just want to say goodbye to the, uh, the listeners on TNC oh. Live, and uh, we're going to wrap this up in a couple minutes. So, okay. 
All right. Well, I appreciate it. We are all out of time today, so uh, we're going to wrap this up. Like I said, we've committed to one free hour a day of Q&A. When we have time, we'll do more. We will be bringing back a lot more shows um, as premium content. So thank you so much for all the support. It's been amazing. Um, The number of listeners we have is just growing like crazy every day, and I know you're a part of that. You're spreading the word. And we thank you for that. We will uh, see you back here tomorrow. I'm pretty sure we're going to do uh, trucking technology and efficiency tomorrow uh, with John and Joel. So tune in for that. In the meantime, be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey. I'm Kevin Rutherford.